With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Peacock streaming the world's biggest sporting events, exclusive originals, and the latest movies. This February, we've got Super Bowl 56 and the 2022 Winter Olympics. Peacock Original Bel-Air from executive producer Will Smith and Westbrook Studios. Plus tons of new movies every week, including Marry Me, starring Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. In theaters and streaming only on Peacock, Valentine's Day. With all this and so much more to love, sign up now at PeacockTV.com. Mirror man, mirror man, you twist and turn my mind until I don't know who I am. Mirror man. Good morning and welcome to the latest edition of the Arsenal Opinion Podcast. Uh, This is uh, On The Whistle pod um, after I've had three delightful beers. So apologies if this uh, sounds a little bit incoherent, but I thought, fucking hell, how often do you beat Manchester City in an FA Cup semi-final like that? I mean, there's um, there's just not enough words in the English Dictionary. Uh, for me to describe how happy I am at the moment at the outcome of the game, I didn't go into I didn't go into the match with a lot of hope. We beat Liverpool in the week, and let's be completely and utterly honest here: it wasn't the prettiest of games. I'm not sure that anybody came out of that saying Arsenal deserved it. It, it like, I don't even know whether you could say that game was shit housing in the truest sense of the word because it wasn't like we set up to shit house. I think we got absolutely battered uh, for ninety odd minutes, and we were lucky to come out alive. I worried that the City game would potentially be worse for Arsenal because uh, I, I think City are technically a better team than Liverpool. I think they're more incisive. I think they deal with a deep block better on their day, of course. And I just worried that um, Guardiola was not, you know, was going to go out of his way not to lose to Arteta because he was obviously very hurt by uh, you know his protege 
leaving him mid-season. But boy, boy, was I wrong. I think that it's very clear which game Arteta and the coaching staff spent the most time uh, analysing and planning for. I mean, if if I'm completely honest, and after a lot of criticism of Unai Emery last season for putting all these eggs in the Europa League basket, I think it's I don't think it would be unfair to say that Mikel Arteta put all his eggs in the FA Cup basket. I think that he got away with it at Liverpool, but today, like there was there was no getting away with anything. Arsenal for me had a had a better game plan. I think I think also let's step back. Arsenal fans don't recognise this sort of thing as a game plan because in 25 years of me going to Arsenal, I, I, I can't remember seeing a game plan like that. What, allow Manchester City to have possession, uh, hit them on the counter, uh, a, a robust tactical game plan executed to absolute perfection. I mean, sheesh, uh, like, uh, I loved... Arsene Wenger football, absolutely adored um, what he brought to Arsenal at its peak. But it was it was never particularly well thought out. You know, an Arsene Wenger team was very single-minded. It was about how Arsenal played and it was about being better physically, better technically and more ambitious from an attacking perspective, which worked really well in the beginning because we had the best players uh, but it didn't work so well when other other teams caught up to us because you had to think about the opposition uh i don't even want to talk about what Unai Emery brought to Arsenal like complete mess and, and and we can move on from that but today's performance felt George Grahamish it felt like peak Jose Mourinho it was uh it was something special and I'm not. I'm not one for unpacking tactics, and I never pretend uh, to be that guy. But I thought again, it was pretty clear what Mikel Arteta set out to do. Like, firstly, he was bold with his selections. Uh, bring in Ainsley Maitland-Niles in from the cold after he'd complained about not getting game time was was a bold move. I mean, it, it really was. And, and we know that Ainsley has a lot of talent. We know that he is uh, he's he's a very versatile player. I was watching a video about uh, from uh, Bielsa earlier today and he was talking about, you know, versatile players. It's like, you know, what's the opposite of versatile? It's like not versatile. So if you're a versatile player, that is a, a benefit. And I feel that Maitland-Niles is that player. He can play in midfield. He can play um, in the in the front three if needed. You know, his end ball isn't great and I wouldn't want to see him there long term. And um, he can play a- across the defence. So the fact that he was given uh, the nod today to deal with Mares and his cuttings, I, I, know, I thought it was a bold move. I thought it was a bold move. And um, David Luiz, Back in the starting eleven, had an absolute disaster against Manchester City before. His contract wasn't signed and he was complaining from the bench. Uh, you know, didn't get his start because Arteta knew that he wasn't mentally ready and he came on and he made some basic errors and he cost us um cost us the first game of the restart. Mustafi back in the starting lineup and you know, he really didn't look good 
um, the last time he played. Uh, you know, he's, he's he's played a lot of minutes under Arteta and he he definitely lost his head against Spurs and he looked like the Mustafi of old. So bringing him back in was uh, was a bold move. And, and then leaving Saka on the bench, starting Nicolas Pepe, who was completely ordinary in the main in the week. You know, that th- those, th- those were some big decisions. Um, like starting, starting Lacazette. I mean, like, I, I think Lacazette has been really good of late. But again, like, you know, the, the, it felt like a bold lineup. And the, the tactics that he set up with were, were so bold, so brave. And they paid off. I mean, just just as a basic, my basic the, the the basic observation of the game is that normally when you a team of inferior players plays against Manchester City, they press you into your box, you hoof it long, and you give the ball straight back over and over again. You you know you don't want to risk playing it out because they can kill you if you make a mistake. Arsenal this time last year couldn't play out of the back under Unai Emery. We couldn't make more than three passes without losing the ball. It was disastrous. Even under Arsene Wenger, when he used to try and play out the back a little bit, it just it just didn't work. We've got the same players and the tactic felt pretty clear to me. We were going to try and play around the press. Not many teams try and play around Manchester City's press because they're absolutely devastating. And it worked. It worked. We had the better chances in the first half. Like if if you have watched Arsenal over the last uh, two three years play out of the back, watching what we did today was terrifying, absolutely terrifying. It was it was kamikaze. It was negligent. It was absolutely crazy at times. Some of those balls, you're like playing it across your goal. Mustafi lost the ball like really early on and Ceballos was there to, to bail him out. I was like, what, what, what's going on here? But we played around their press and we did it a number of times and we created chances. And, you know, our, our goal, absolutely unbelievable. The best goal under Arteta. It was stunning. And it came from playing it around the press. Um, and the finish from Aubameyang really was absolutely brilliant because he'd missed that early chance when David Luiz um, won the ball in midfield and played him through. And, you know, Aubameyang normally scores those goals. It was a big game. Some people online question whether Aubameyang is a big game player. Uh, Boy, did did he show that he was a big game player today. Um, Nicolas Pepe, uh, whipped in a ball to the back post and Aubameyang with the outside of his right boot in off the post. Fabulous goal, a fabulous goal. And that that for me is um, is peering into the future of what Arteta is probably hoping to bring to Arsenal. But the, 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 the beauty of that goal and the beauty of the first half is we were playing, um, uh, you know, a playbook that, this Arsenal team weren't capable of six months ago. Playing out the back like that, that bold, 
absolutely not something that you would think Arsenal were capable of. And especially against a team as brilliant as Manchester City. And our first goal came from brilliant tactics. And then we started to warm into the game. You know, our, our passing started to look a little bit more confident. And we started to... Um, play through the the you know through the midfield a little bit more Danny Ceballos uh, started growing into the game David Luiz looked a little bit better the ball started to stick um with the front players and I still feel that if we'd been a little bit more clinical um and a little bit sharper we could have made more of, of that first half you know there were moments when uh, like Obama Yang won it in the final third and made uh, a bad mistake. There was uh, there, there was some sloppy decisions um, where we were looking good going forward or we outnumbered City at the back. We didn't take advantage of that. But, you know, th- those players are nervous. They're not used to beating teams like City. You know, this this is a team that hadn't beaten a team above them away from home in five years. And now we're playing... Um, at Wembley in a semi-final against a team that scored 93 goals this season against Kevin De Bruyne, who's got 18 assists this season. You know, he's on for trying to break Thierry Henry's, um, you know, 20 goal, 20 assist season. And everywhere across that Manchester City team is absolute quality. You know, the way they ping the ball around. It's, it's, it's just brilliant. But Arsenal helped win the game this time by outfighting, by caring more, by, you know, living for that clean sheet. And I keep on referring back to this game. I, th- I can't remember the specific game. I think it was, I, think, I, I don't know whether it was Arsenal versus Everton in the Invincible season, uh, where we conceded uh, a back pass goal in the area. And the, the free kick was like eight or nine yards out. And the entire Arsenal defence rushed at the, at the kick um, um, and we defended it really well. And I kind of felt like that when we were playing against Liverpool. And I kind of felt like that today when we were trying to defend in the second half. And, you know, what I certainly didn't expect in the second half was a second goal from Arsenal. And we weathered the storm Emi Martinez made an absolutely superb one-handed save. The one time Mares got the better of, of Ainsley. But the the goal that we scored, like Nicolas Pepe actually holding the ball up really well. Like the the, the pass from Kieran Tierney to Aubameyang was just world-class. It was so good. I stopped because I was like, it must be offside. That must be an un. That must be a, 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 a the sort of pass that a player makes when they they don't think that they're under pressure. It was uh, it was it was spectacular. And then for Aubameyang to break through and hold his nerve, like I always get these like nervous concerns. You, you remember when Theo Walcott used to have you know break free of a defense, have a thirty yards. On, on the defender behind him and fluff his lines. And I had that nervousness. And for Aubameyang to just slot through one of the best goalkeepers in the world's legs, it's just, oh my God, it was uh, it, it, it was unbelievable. And then for Arsenal to play through to, you know, 97, 98 minutes and just defend and concentrate and and, and keep on fighting after playing Spurs last week, Liverpool midweek, and then Manchester City on a Saturday, just just phenomenal, just absolutely 
phenomenal and so, so unexpected. And it just goes to show you, you know, a team is more than the sum of its parts it's not about individuals anymore it's about team it's about a great game plan it's about executing it with confidence and Arteta brought a game plan that you wouldn't have got under Emery that you wouldn't have got under Arsene Wenger that you definitely wouldn't have got under Freddie Lundberg but that's not even worth saying so uh, today was a brilliant day for Arsenal it was a brilliant day for Arteta and it was a brilliant day for the young players and even the senior players that we want to keep at Arsenal. So I'm absolutely over the moon. And in part two, um, we're going to come back. Um, we're going to talk about some of those individual performances. And we are back for part two to celebrate the individual performances today because there were so many great performances out there. You know, this Arsenal team had the worst start in 38 years. And if we go back to December, no, if we go back like three, four weeks ago and people were saying that Arsenal had squad poverty, big thing on the grow, squad poverty, a team that finished two points off third last season, were apparently, according to the narrative, incapable of finishing top four. Now, I'm not saying that Arsenal are ever going to win the Champions League with this squad. I am not saying that Arsenal um, have a the, you know, like the fourth best squad in the Premier League, but I refuse to believe that these players are incapable of finishing in the top four if they're properly coached. Uh, but the players haven't really been helping me on that front because there's been some uh, there's been some bad games. There's been a lot of individual errors that have occurred uh, at Arsenal this season. But there's still a lot of good players in there, and I think that you know Jurgen Klopp said it before uh, the Liverpool game. He said you know there's a lot of great players at Arsenal. Pep Guardiola said it before the game today that Arsenal have you know some very talented players, but we make a lot of individual errors. Uh, so. For Mikel Arteta to pick up a, a team that had its worst start in 38 years, we broke all sorts of records for being shit, is basically the gist. And um, Arteta picked up the squad late December. Uh, you know, we were kind of downing tools under Freddie, downing tools under Emery. Didn't look good. But now we look like a team. And there's a clear sh- there's a, there's a clear vision of how Arteta wants to play he's building from the back and it doesn't always work but at least you know what the game plan is at least it feels like semi-intelligent I mean you know and it sometimes pays off and I think today it paid off and we had we had a great victory but a lot of that is is the players because they're stepping up. They're absolutely stepping up to the mark. And I thought today there were just some brilliant, brilliant, brilliant performances out there. And some you kind of expect because, you know, these players have been delivering under Arteta. Um, some of them you didn't expect or you, or you weren't sure about. But again, like FA Cup semi-final against Manchester City, everybody put in a shift there. You can't complain about anybody today because a clean sheet against uh, a side that has scored... 
a huge amount of goals in the Premier League this season. The most out of any team is is just unbelievable. And I think that I'm just going to go through the players. I'm going to stop rambling and go through the players. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, what a performance out there today. Uh, playing out or, you know, out on the left, um, looking to take out Mares, who was going to cut inside. He just did a brilliant job. He just did a brilliant job. There were, uh, you know, in the press conference before the game, it was brought up that, you know, the Athletic ran that article saying that Maitland-Niles thought that his future was elsewhere. And I think Arsenal fans have got a lot of love for Maitland-Niles. You know, he's come through the youth ranks. Uh, He's clearly an incredible athlete. He's clearly um, got a lot of technical aspects to his game that are really, really strong. He's explosive over five meters. And if you give him a task and he's focused, he will carry that task out. We saw it against Wolves. He nullified uh, Traore, one of the most powerful, dangerous attackers in the Premier League. I don't think anybody was expecting him to start today. I I didn't expect him to start today, but my God, did he do um, a a brilliant, brilliant job. Mares had one shot on target all game, but for the rest of it, Maitland-Niles kept him quiet. He kept De Bruyne quiet when he came out wide. Absolute focus, start to finish. Such a smart performance, such a smart performance for a player that has obviously kicked up a bit of a fuss and everybody knows that he's kicked up a fuss to kick up a fuss. And then someone says, okay, here's some responsibility an FA cup semi-final against one of the best teams in the world. My word, like did, did he step up to the plate today? I hope that he feels proud of that performance because I don't think there's an Arsenal fan out there that could lay a a finger of criticism at him today. Um, Brilliant. You know, like that, that is an elite mentality to step up to the plate against Traore and the 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 plethora of incredible attacking talent that Manchester City have. So bravo um, to Maitland-Niles. Like we want to see more of that. I don't want to see Kolasinac back in the side. I don't want to see a player that's mentally fragile, thrown in week in, week out for no particular reason. I was super concerned that he came on late on anyway, but um, Maitland-Niles has got to stay at Arsenal. He's got to develop under Arteta and he's got to continue the progress because, you know, he can he can be as good as he wants to be. And um, if he cuts out some of the dopey mistakes that he makes in, uh, you know, the unimportant games, I think he'll be a, a huge asset to the squad next season. I also want to talk about the goalkeeper, uh, Emmy Martinez. You know, he he's played more games this season than he has in nine years. And I don't think you can I don't I don't think you can praise the job that he's done enough to to come into uh, an Arsenal side with a very shaky defense and pick up where Bernd Leno, who's arguably been our player of the season, is Unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. The saves that he's made since he's come into the side, the consistency that he's shown, the calmness that he brings to that defence, it, it, it just cannot be underestimated. I thought that one-handed save that he made was absolutely world-class. 
um, you know, Mares cuts in and bobbles that ball uh, along the ground like peak mark over Mars. And he not only saves it, he holds on to it. And that's the difference with Martinez when you compare him to um, Bern Leno. And Bern Leno is a brilliant goalkeeper, but I feel like we've got two brilliant goalkeepers now. Now, I don't want to say the Martinez holds on to the number one jersey, but Arteta says in every press conference, being a great goalkeeper is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And Martinez is in a sprint at the moment. And he's proving himself in game after game. But in big games, he shows up with big saves. And Ben Leno shows up with big saves. Don't get me wrong. I think he's been an absolutely exceptional signing for Arsenal. And one of the few, if we're totally honest. But some of the saves that Martinez made and some of the attributes that he brings to this Arsenal team um, uh, uh, are just brilliant and it's brilliant to see I think the you know a few of the things that I love to see firstly he holds on to the ball he's a catcher um versus Bernd Leno who's a bit more of a puncher but I think that you know majority of the time Martinez will look to hold on to the ball like he doesn't parry he doesn't punch um and I think that that's been very beneficial to Arsenal you know if he parried that ball today I think that there was a chance that a City player would have jumped on that and, and finished off. And I also think when strikers know that you're going to catch the ball, it changes their behaviour. And it's great to have a goalkeeper in the Premier League. There aren't many goalkeepers in the Premier League that like to catch anymore. Um, I think the second attribute that I love, I love the way that he commands his box. He is a fucking monster. He is a huge specimen of man. Um, he's he's massive. I don't know what he weighs, but he looks like a hundred kilo sort of human. He's just a big human. And that comes with its benefits if you're agile. And it's certainly clear the long looping balls into the cross, uh, into the box are not a problem uh, under Emi Martinez. He marshals his box really well. Um, he's He's very good at catching from those diagonal balls. I mean, you saw that in the week against Liverpool. It's just not as much of a problem when you've got someone as, as tall as him, but also as big because, you know, Premier League defenders like Virgil van Dijk or Laporte or, you know, any of those players, they will they, they will give you a give you a problem in the box because they'll look to shove you over. But he's he's a he's a bit of a rock when it comes to that. So I love the way that he marshals his box. The the third thing that I that I think Arsenal fans are uh, starting to realize his distribution is unbelievable. I mean, his kicking is phenomenal. Um, he makes correct decisions. He's quick and his ability on the ball is equal, if not better than Bernd Leno. Um, you know, he, he had a role in the goal today. He made some fucking hair raising passes uh, through the, through the center of the park the you know my heart was in my mouth the whole way through but he's always calm uh he he doesn't fluster me and although it it, it looks kamikaze but if it's part of the the tactical setup because it's an opportunity to to pass like that i'm all for it i mean this isn't this isn't chesney back in the day trying to cruff turn uh strikers on the edge of the area this this 
this feels like it's just part of Emmy's game. And I think that he's also a, a calming influence. He never looks flustered. And Bert Leno never really looks flustered either. But I just I just feel it's uh, it's brilliant to have two goalkeepers that should be fighting it out. And uh, unless Martinez makes a mistake over the next few games, I mean, he's the number one for me. He's the number one. And uh, it's, it's brilliant that a player like Martinez, who sat on the bench for the best part of 10 years, that's gone out on 55,000 loans, it's brilliant that he's been given his opportunity and he's taken it. I just think that, 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 that that's, uh, that's elite mentality. That really is. To get that chance, to always think that you're going to be better than the number one is one thing. To actually come in and deliver game after game is, uh, you know, it's, it's beyond me. I could never have been a sports person. I think too much um, and I'm shit at sport. But Martinez has had 10 years to think about this. Can you imagine that? If you're a, an overthinker, like, a, you know, Felipe Sindiros or a, an Almunia, you know, you get, you, then you get your opportunity and you fail. And Martinez uh, hasn't failed and he's grown with every game and he deserves all the plaudits that he can get. I thought it was quite amusing that Kieran Tierney posted a picture on Martinez's feed of a kit man and had to apologize for it after the game. That was, uh, that was very funny. And let's, let's talk about Kieran Tierney. A lot of people think that that's a Raul Senyeli signing. It is not. That's uh, straight out of the Sven Mislintat book of signings. What a talent. What a talent. If, if he can stay fit, if he can continue that unbelievable focus that he has on being the best professional that he can, where is the ceiling with a player like that? He's lightning fast. He's incredibly physical. Uh, he's just dogged. He just never stops. He goes on and on and on and on. And it's, just, you know, it must be so difficult playing against him. One of the most relentless players that I've seen. And the quality of his final ball is exceptional. And it's been a pleasure watching him as a left back. You know, he I, he's the most exciting left back at Arsenal since Ashley Cole. He's, um, he, he's just going to be a brilliant player. Like he's going to be world-class if he continues the path that he's on at the moment. And I, I also love, there's a story, there's the story about Barack Obama that, you know, he wears like a blue tie and a, and a gray suit. And that was the only outfit that he had as president. And when he was asked, why does he only have one suit selection? He said, because I've got so many other things to think about. That's one less thing to think about. And I think that, Taking a Sainsbury's or a Tesco's carrier bag on the team bus says it all. The fact that he's never been into London because he doesn't care says it all. Just likes to play computer games, sit at home, and he's focused 100% on being the best possible professional that he can be. And we need more of that Arsenal, you know? Somebody that, that believes in their craft, somebody that just wants to be, um, you know, a legend in football and I'm so glad that we signed him I, I, I was a little bit worried about his fitness and you know let's let's pray to the fitness gods that he doesn't have problems long term but so far he looks fit he looks aggressive he looks mean and he's delivering brilliant performances consistently and uh, you know long long may that continue David Luis let's 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 raise a, a a glass or a can of of coriander and sea salt goza 
to that man because what a performance he had today. Uh, if, if you could, if you could bottle that David Luiz and have that in every single game, wouldn't Arsenal be more joyful to watch? I don't, I don't understand. I really don't understand uh, how you could go from the Manchester City first game where David Luiz is thinking about his contract and he makes two super basic errors and gets himself sent off versus the David Luiz today where he's a leader, he's a warrior on the pitch, he's winning everything in the air, he doesn't really make any mistakes, he's focused. Why can't we get that every single game? He was he was unbelievable today. He was he was unbelievable, and you just don't expect that sort of performance from him against a team that's got that sort of power, pace, and technical ability. Um, but he confounded the critics today, and I'm so happy. I'm, I'm so happy. I, I just I just hope that the next three games, um, we see more of that. You know, a focused David Luiz is good for Arsenal. It's good for the young players. It's good for the stability of of the team. And uh and and yeah, he 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 was he was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant today. I, ca- I cannot praise him enough. And then uh you know, we we can move into the midfield. Uh Danny Sabayas, I apologize. I apologize because I thought the I thought he was an absolute joke. Uh, I I thought that he lacked the physicality to play in the Premier League, lacked the heart, lacked the courage, um, and lacked the the basic ability. You know, like he just looked like the sort of player that maybe could only survive in La Liga. But my word, the turnaround has been something else. You know, he cried off, wanted to go home and play for Real Madrid because he, you know, missed missed the tapas and the sangria. And he was told, no, you're going to play for Arsenal. And he's he's been brilliant. He is he's added so much to his game. He always wants to move the ball forward, but he's he's got a, a bit of cynicism in his game now, like that you have to have if you're playing with the sort of defense that that we've had. You know, I, I thought early on in the game when Mustafi made a big error, you know, not even on the six yard line, like three yards out. He waited a little bit because he anticipated a mistake. I love to see that in a midfielder um, and especially one that's not known for being defensively minded. I thought, you know, he's he had a dogged performance out there today. He's like the, he's got the the sort of Spanish Kieran Tierley mentality. He just keeps on going. Um, he defends well. He anticipates. He reads the game. And he just doesn't stop. He's got a real engine. He's very, he's he's a bit more lightweight than Tierney, and I think that he could do with putting on, you know, half a stone in weight. But I think he's he's growing as a midfielder. He's starting to look like a player that has won, you know, player of the tournament at the under twenty one World Cup, and he's he's repaying the faith that Arteta has in him. And I, I think the you know, you, he can he can only get better. And if we can pick him up for twenty million in the summer, that's a bargain, man. That's a bargain because you know that that would normally be a forty fifty million pound player. Then we got uh, Granite Jacker. Like I think we've got to give up on the Granite Jacker is shit line because he's clearly not. Um, he's efficient with his passing. He's he did some brilliant defending today. 
Um, uh, he made a few absolutely vital blocks. His concentration is much better. He looks happier in the side. He looks like he's trusted and he's a leader. He's always barking orders out there. You know, the, the, the captain, captain Arteta under, under Emery was, was terrible. You know, he was making mistakes, but he didn't have a system that was built to extenuate his, his gifts and protect his weaknesses. And I, I think that he's found that place. He's starting to look like a, a defensive midfielder. I mean, I would obviously still love a midfield uh, that had a bit more mobility, but you know, you can't, you can't knock what you're seeing out there today. Arsenal was solid today and you don't, you don't have a solid performance like that if you don't have a midfield. And I thought that some of his calmness on the ball, you know, it, it really helped. And, you know, he's a person that the Arsenal team looked to, to play measured passes, to control the ball, to control the tempo. Um, so I thought, uh, you know, uh, another another really solid performance from from Granite Jack or a far cry from where we were um, after the, the the Palace game where he told the fans to fuck off. Uh, probably helps that there aren't any fans in there anymore. He's probably having a better time without us there, but, you know, we'll, we'll give him that. We'll give him that. And then finally, let's get on to the attack. Uh, Nicolas Pepe had a much better game today. Um, he, he worked really hard. He was decisive when he needed to be. And I thought the cross for the Aubameyang goal was absolutely pinpoint. Uh, I'd still like to see a little bit more from him, but you, you can see the player occasionally that we all believe he can be. It's just whether he wants to be that player long term. He, he, he almost seems like he's a little bit on the spectrum. Um, you know, sometimes he's there and sometimes he's not. But he, ne- he never seems fully in it as a teammate. He's obviously very shy. He's a bit of an introvert. But you'd like to see him come alive next season and and be the player he was today more often. Because if he played like that against a shit side. You know, he'd get two goals and he'd get two assists. And, that, and that's that's where we need to see him move his game next year. And if, there, if there's any position that I'm absolutely confident that Arteta is good at coaching in, it's um, it's it's certainly wingers. You know, he did a good job with Sane. He did a good job with um, Raheem Sterling. So hopefully he can do that sort of job with uh, with Pepe next season because you can see the talent. He's You know, he's got it all. He's got the skill. He's got that, that bit of... Um, a bit of Burkamp magic where you're you're not quite sure what he's going to do, but he's you know he's he's always got something in the locker. He just needs to have that confidence unlocked. Uh, I thought Alex Lacazette was brilliant today. I thought his first half performance was absolutely sublime. You know he dropped deep. Um, you know he 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 had a calmness when the team certainly didn't. Uh, he, you know he plays a little bit like a number ten sometimes. I mean he offers more creativity in midfield than than Mesa Ozil has done over the last two years. And I thought that his um, dogged performance out there was absolutely pivotal. Didn't get a goal today. Um, but, you know, when when he's confident and when he's playing like that, uh, all you do is wish that he had a little bit more physicality, a little bit more pace. But, you know, he, he doesn't have it, but he's still, put in, um, he's still put in a brilliant performance and especially uh, valuable after what he did against Liverpool in the week. Finally, Obama Yang. My word, my word. The guy is absolutely world class. Um, just what, what more can you say? He fluffed an early chance, um, which he would normally do better in. And 
he came up with the goods twice. The the first goal was just exceptional technique uh, in off the post with a volley. Um, you know, that's the sort of thing that you practice in the training ground, uh, you know, completely different kettle of fish to do that in an actual game. And then the second goal, when we're under pressure, when everybody at Arsenal is just desperate to, to get that win over the line. And, you know, he steps up, slots the ball between Edison's legs and, you know, brings home uh, a brilliant, brilliant victory for Arsenal. So that, you know, I've gone through all the players there. Um, Mikel Arteta, I mean, I, I, I love him. Is it like, are we still going to question week in, week out, whether it was right to hire a young coach that we knew was one of the best young coaches in the world? I hope not, because I feel like it doesn't matter what the XG has said. You know, I, th- I feel like there are individual reasons for why the statistics aren't all flowing in exactly the way that we wanted. But Arteta is picking up a squad that was broken in December. He's had loads of bad luck. He's had contract problems. He's had disciplinary problems. He's had to deal with a, a broken Arsenal and we are looking about a side. We are fighting every single game until the last minute. We are building from the back. Arsenal fans, for years, I wish we had a bit of that George Graham mentality. We've got that now. We're building from the back. This is not Pep Light, which we all thought was happening. We all thought that we were going to see a mini version of Arsene Wenger where, you know, the the, the free-flowing attack in football was going to blow everyone's mind. But we, you know, we were still letting... You know, Lee Catamol run right the way through and midfield and, and score a screamer. That hasn't happened. We built from the back. We are difficult to beat. Our off the ball movement today was absolutely brilliant. And every game, there is a tactical plan that I can understand. And I don't really understand tactics in the same way that, you know, the elite tactical minds on Twitter do. But you understand what the game is. The players understand what the game plan is and they're executing it. It doesn't always work and it won't always work. You know, we're always going to have games like Tottenham where we deserve to win, but we but we fail. But there is always um, a, a, a clever approach to the game. And I feel like Arsenal fans are excited to be Arsenal fans again. We haven't had that for a long time. I was excited about the FA Cup game today. I thought we'd lose. I'm not going to deny that, but I was excited about the game because I knew Arteta would bring something to the table. I knew the team would fight for the full 90 minutes. And I felt like that for a while. You know, there are higher expectations at Arsenal. There's an exciting vision. There's a set of standards and we don't always hit them and we won't. And, you know, we're not going to hit the, the, the true standards until Arteta is given some money to spend. But he's brought some ambition to the club. And a lot of people didn't think that he would be able to do that. Uh, His record over the first 17 games is better than Jurgen Klopp. That doesn't mean he is better than Jurgen Klopp. But it puts puts his record um, in in the correct light. You know, rather than putting up statistics that say, you know, we've dropped 15 points from winning positions, which sounds like a negative... You know, put it in put it in context of 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 Jurgen Klopp, who took over a better squad of players. I think I think Jurgen Klopp has six players in his current squad that are first team starters 
that he had four years ago. Four years' time, do you think Arteta is going to have six players in this squad that are regular starters? I, I I doubt it, you know, unless it's, you know, super young players that aren't quite ready. So there's excitement around Arsenal again. You know, he's we've got a we've got a brilliant young coach. Um, we've got somebody that's ambitions go beyond the Europa League, go beyond the top four. He wants to take Arsenal to the very top. And I think that that is also key for Arsenal fans to understand. Arteta isn't saying that he needs money or it's going to fail. He's he's basically positioning his ask. If you want to get to the top quick, then you have to invest. He'll, he'll still take those players to a different level. We'll still compete for top four next season, in my opinion, whatever we do this summer. But how quick do you want to get there? You know, that's that's the question. I don't think that he's going to get a mountain of money, but I think the the way Arteta's thinking at the moment is ideally he wouldn't have to sell big players this summer to raise funds. Ideally, he wouldn't have to start from scratch. And that's why, I, you know, that, that's why I have worries that he's probably game for bringing in Coutinho because Coutinho gets him to a place right now. He's probably game for signing William, especially with Gabriel Martinelli, because in his mind, and he is a he is a junior coach, in his mind, give him the tools that he can get to the Champions League right away. But I don't think Arsenal should I don't I don't think Arsenal should play that game. I think Arsenal should still try and start from scratch. I think that there are players at Arsenal that aren't gonna give you performances consistently. I think that there are, you know, some tough decisions that should be made and we should clear the decks now and build for a brighter future and stop trying to invest bad money into players that are only going to give us two seasons. You know, be real about where we are. Stop investing in players that don't give you a return. Buying young talent that you can sell at a later date and then you can do what Liverpool did, you know, reinvest that money. Hope that you get a Coutinho that's 22 years old. And in two seasons time, you can sell him for 150 million. Hope that. But I, I still think that we've probably got another summer of, of Raul doing his thing. My hope is that Tim Lewis is going to add a little bit of extra scrutiny to those deals um, and, and and be the oversight to, that we've lacked since Ivan Gazidis left the club. But however this summer plays out and whatever we do, we'll be in a better position next season because there is a vision, there's an innovative coach and there is there are standards at Arsenal and we're pushing forward and everybody in the club is pulling in the same direction and the coach can speak English, which is a, which is a huge bonus. He can also speak French on the touchlines. He can speak Spanish. You know, the, 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 the small things, the small details that have gone missing um, are, are coming back at Arsenal and I think the it's going to be a very exciting few years. I don't think there's any doubt that Mikel Arteta is the right guy to take us forward. Um, it's, you know, the big question now is, it's back on Edu and it's back on Raul. What do you want to do this summer? Do you want to continue signing players that help your friends or do you want to start signing players that help move the club forward? Um, we'll see. But for now, we're in an FA Cup final. We've got a 50-50 chance of making the Europa League. Um, I'm not sure who I want more. You know, Manchester United, who we've beaten already this season. Chelsea, 
um, you know, who we've had some tough games against. I mean, I kind of think that Chelsea might be a little bit more difficult, but Manchester United's front line is absolutely lethal. I'm confident that, you know, we can have a better game plan than Frank Lampard or Solskjaer. I'm not confident that we have the better players, but look, you never know what's going to happen in an FA Cup final. So the, the, the fact that we're there is against the odds. The fact that we can still qualify for the Europa League if we win our last two very difficult games against uh, Villa and Watford, you know, like those two games are going to be difficult because both those teams have got survival on the line. But I prefer to be playing um, for something, keep us sharp right until the very end of the season. So lots of excitement. There's three games left to go. We've got a lot of tired players out there that have been playing a lot of games in a, in a short amount of time. But we could have a phenomenal end to the season. You know, we could finish anywhere from 10th in the league to 6th. Uh, we can finish FA Cup runners-up or we can finish FA Cup finalists. Um, either way, we're on the right path and I'm excited. You should be excited. And I'm just so glad that the focus now is how do we make our squad better versus do we have the right person in charge so brilliant day out shame we can't go to the fa cup final um, but we'll all watch it together um and you know win or lose uh, we'll get on the coriander and sea salt goes a beers uh, that's me done for today um, ciao for now i will speak to you soon Streaming the biggest sporting events, exclusive originals, and the latest movies. This February, we've got Super Bowl 56, the 2022 Winter Olympics, and the Peacock Original Bel Air. Plus, the new movie, Marry Me, in theaters and streaming Valentine's Day. Sign up now at PeacockTV.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.